0: You got this. Adidas. It's time. it's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your here's your here's your host, Jim Riley. Welcome back to the Barreled Up Power Rankings. I'm your host, Jim Riley, and I'm excited because this is the final week of the baseball season. We're going to decide some wild cards, some seeding. We're going to maybe have a little bit of a run at the number one spot. Both leagues, AL and NL, the number one spot is not locked in yet. The Braves need to play tough this week because the Dodgers are trying to chase them down. The Rays would like to get over on the Orioles and get out of that first round spot. So a very interesting week coming up, but here for Power Rankings, as always, we are sort of recapping, keeping our finger on the pulse as to what happened this past week as we go 30 through one. I want to remind everybody, if you have not yet, please subscribe, rate and review. Help us grow this podcast and turn those automatic downloads on if you have not done that either. Just so as soon as The content's posted to the feed. You got it right away. So let's get into this power rankings. And again, we've sort of trimmed it down because there's really nothing to talk about for the back half of this. We're not going to spend time talking about the A's or the Nats or the Tigers or the Angels. They're done. The most interesting part of baseball right now are those teams with playoff aspirations. So let's go 30 through... 30 through 17 or so 33 let's go 30 through 20 let's do that and then we'll start talking about teams that are around that 19 spot so let's go 30 oakland 29 kansas city yeah i know they went six and zero this week but it's not enough to even move them up a spot in our power rankings 28 it's the rockies they fall back one spot they did not win a game this week colorado Number 27, the White Sox. Number 26, the Nationals. 25, Angels. 24, Cardinals. 23, Tigers. 22, Mets. The Pirates move up two spots. They are at 21. The Red Sox are at 20. And the Guardians. The Guardians are at 19. So, let's get into this thing and let's start with the number 18 team. And it's the San Francisco Giants. We are officially, after this past week, able to lay the Giants' body down and bury it 10 feet under. As they are 77-79, and 79, five games back in the wild card. They dropped both games to Arizona. They dropped three out of four to the Dodgers. When the season was on the line, the Giants couldn't step it up. And the Giants are in at number 18. And they are done and they should be. This team should not be rewarded with a playoff appearance. The defense has been terrible. Run support for their best pitcher is a non-existent. I thought about it. What would Logan Webb's record be if he was with say the Orioles? I think we might have a 20 game winner. So the Giants 77 to 79 five games back in the wild card, it is over. They're in at number 18. In at number 17. are the San Diego Padres. San Diego with the same record now as the Giants, 77 and 79. They caught, the Padres caught the Giants. Congratulations, they caught somebody. Everybody wondering if the Padres are going to get hot, maybe catch some teams. Well, they caught the Padres. That may be where it stops because, listen, it's been a fun little run here if you're a Padres fan, giving you some reason for hope and reason to turn the game on at the end of the season. They are 9-1 and over their last 10. What, they went like 8 in a row at one point too. But it was never going to happen. They are still dead in the ground. The San Diego Padres just were too far back. Needed too many teams to come back down to them. That's part of this. It is about winning your games and taking care of what you can control, and it's about other teams coming back to you. And when you need four or five teams to come back to you, that's too much to ask for. So it was never going to work out for the San Diego Padres. They, however, though, however, they move up to the number 17 spot in our power rankings. In at 16. Now we are moving forward with teams that are above 500. The New York Yankees, 78 and 77 on the season. They are in at the number 16 spot. They dropped two out of three to Toronto. They split with Arizona. The Saturday game was rained out. They'll make that up on Monday. But this Yankee team, at this point, eliminated, officially, officially eliminated from the postseason. Boone talking about it, saying it is disappointing. The season now is over for the Yankees. They're playing it out. They're going to try to play spoiler here to the Toronto Blue Jays. But this Yankee team, All done now. They'll play out this season. They'll look towards next year. Think about regrouping. What can they do? Good news for the Yankees, if you're looking for good news, is Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is likely to be the AL Cy Young, and I think he locked that in. If there were any doubters, he locked that in on Thursday with the win against the Blue Jays, going eight, allowing one run. Struck out nine. It was his 14th win. Might be able to get to a 15th win this week. So, We have the Yankees at 16. We're moving on to the Reds at 15. And this was a big opportunity week for the Cincinnati Reds. And they did not come through. Now, they started the week with the Twins. And we kind of expected the Reds to struggle there. Because the Twins can pitch. The Reds, not as well. So, we expected Minnesota to get two out of three. That was sort of best case scenario if you were Cincinnati. But the way the week closed against Pittsburgh... To lose two out of three if you're Cincinnati just cannot happen at this point. So a two and four week. Now two and a half behind the final wildcard spot heading into the final week. That feels like it is miles and miles and miles long. That distance that they need to now cover. And I don't know if it's going to happen. They've got Cleveland and they've got St. Louis. So they have two teams that are behind them record-wise. But so is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was behind them, and Pittsburgh just took two out of three. Now Pittsburgh is playing some tough baseball, so Pittsburgh is enjoying the spoiler element here. And I think if you're Cincinnati, you had to take care of Pittsburgh if you wanted to keep your postseason hopes alive. I think Cincinnati, the they're on life support at this point, two and a half games back. It's going to be tough for them to make that up, and. Also, this week we had talk of Ellie de la Cruz bust, and we have to pump the brakes on that. Remember, listen, it was so much fun watching Ellie de la Cruz when he first came up. He electrified this the city, the team, the sport. But he was always going to be in his first year a stat cast darling with the throws from short to first, with the exit velocity, with the sprint speed. That was all going to be off the charts. He still needs to refine his plate approach. He swings and misses a lot. We've seen that. As he continues to progress, he's going to get better, but the the someone bringing up bust for a man who's still talking about months of an of an MLB career, not not years. You can't do that. Let's move on to number 14. It's the Miami Marlins. Moving back from 12 to 14. Good weekend against Milwaukee, but they fall back because of the way the week started. Dropping two out of three to the New York Mets. That just can't happen. They're now one game behind the Cubs for that wild card spot. They have three more against the New York Mets this week. They got to take care of business. And three more at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, again, we were just talked about it, enjoying that spoiler roll. Miami's got some work to do now. Again, they closed the week strong with the wins on Saturday and Sunday. Jake Berger has been great, was great again. The Marlins got on Brandon Woodruff on Saturday. But you've got, again, and, and Sunday was good against Cabrera. But to have taken 2-3 or three from Milwaukee and dropped 2-3 or three to the Mets is a missed opportunity. The Marlins dropped back two spots. The Mariners are dropping What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. At 84 and 71, the week looked good, started strong, swept Oakland, but then swept by Texas. And remember, this Texas team had not been looking like world beaters. This Texas team had been struggling inconsistent up and down. Those were all words used to describe the Rangers. And then Seattle goes into Texas and made the Rangers look like world beaters again. Bad job by the Mariners this week. They are now outside looking in on the wild card by a half game. They get the Astros to start this week and the Astros are the team ahead of them in the wild card. And then they'll close up with the Rangers. So the Mariners still have an opportunity. Go, go, Take two out of three from Houston, the Mariners. You're right back in. Go take three out of four from the Rangers, and you're in. That's what you got to do. But that's a lot to ask for at this point. You'll have Castillo. You'll have Kirby lined up for the Astros series. But you might not have him for that Rangers series. We'll see how it plays out. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch the close to the AL West, which also ties in with the number three wildcard spot. Moving on to number 12, moving up two spots, the Arizona Diamondbacks taking both games from San Francisco, a team that was in the wild card hunt, taking one of the two from the Yankees. Again, they'll play that makeup on Monday. Gallon looked great on Sunday, and that's what we're going to be looking for. This Arizona team right now closes out the week with a generally favorable schedule. You got three at the White Sox, which that feels pretty good. Even though you won't have Gallon for that White Sox series, you'll have them for the Astros, and that's how they finish up the season. Arizona's feeling pretty good to me in that number two wildcard spot. I can't see them sliding all the way out. Maybe they end up sliding back to the number three wildcard spot, which would be the number six seed. But I feel like Arizona is a safe bet at this point to make the playoffs, which if they hold on to that... The current spot, their number two wild card, they would go up against Philadelphia in the first round in Philadelphia, and a Zach Gallen. And it, it, the first round matches up generally favorably well for Arizona if it's Philadelphia that they have to go up against. I'm I'm obsessed with a Arizona and Philly first round matchup to see. Uh, this is how I think they would line it up. You would have Gallen and Wheeler. And then you would have Nola and Kelly. I love those matchups for the storylines, for the intrigue, for the narratives that are around that and what could come out of that. I think you could have a, listen, Gallen would be advantage over Wheeler. In my opinion, both are great pitchers, but I would lean Gallon a little bit. And when we then talk about Nola and Kelly, we get to something I've been talking about for weeks, if not months that this Philly season is going to somehow, someway, it's going to come back to Aaron Nola, which is what could happen if it goes Arizona and Philly in that first round and Nola's starting game two. I'm obsessed with that. I can't wait for it to play out. I can't wait to see what happens. But we got Arizona in at number 12. They're looking pretty good for a playoff spot. Dropping from the number six spot to the number 11 spot in the power rankings are the Houston Astros. Houston is now 85-71. and 71. They got one against the Orioles. They played three. They got nothing against Kansas City. Swept by the Royals at home in Houston. They have lost the AL West lead. They're now two and a half back, which feels like a ton of games. Feels like more than two and a half games for Houston to now be outside of that AOS spot, the Rangers holding down the top spot right now after this past week. But a Houston team to go one and five at this point and now potentially be looking at a scenario where they miss the playoffs. Because again, they got the Mariners series to start the week. And if the Mariners take two out of three, the Mariners are gonna, gonna leapfrog Houston. And then Houston has to go play Arizona. And we already talked about it. They're gonna get Gallon for one of those starts. They may get Kelly. So, you are in a very bad spot if you are the Houston Astros after this week. You put yourselves in a very difficult situation. This Astros team is below 500 against teams that are below 500. They are below 500 at home, they are below 500 in one run games, they are below 500 in September. I cannot. I cannot take this Houston Astros team seriously with what they've been doing this year, what they've been doing lately in the month, and especially what they just did against Kansas City. Let's move on to the number 10 team, the Cubs. We're going to move the Cubs up one spot from 11 to 10. The Chicago Cubs are now 82-74. and The week started tough against Pittsburgh. They only got one of those three games, but then they swept the Rockies. The Rockies team that gave them trouble the week before. So they're now four and two on the week. Again, eighty-two and seventy-four on the year. One game up on Miami, two and a half games up on Cincinnati. And it feels like the Cubs are in the driver's seat. I'm feeling pretty good about the Cubs. Justin Steele needs to bounce back. Mother's Day is around the corner. That's going to be important to help them get there. But the bats are doing their thing. Stroman worked his way back into the rotation. He's not stretched out enough. He went three innings on Saturday, five hits, one walk, three runs allowed. But they can maybe build him back into that rotation. It, it could be an important element for the Chicago Cubs. It feel pretty good. Feel like they're in the driver's seat at this point. Again, one game up for that in that final wild card spot. I like the Cubs to hold on to that. I like the Cubs to hold on. We'll see how that plays out, though. They're in at number 10. In at number 9 are the Minnesota Twins. They were 10 last week. We're moving them up to 9, 83 and 73 on the year. They took 2 out of 3 from the Reds. They took 2 out of 3 from the Angels. That's good. Reds team trying to make the playoffs. Angels team maybe trying to play. Spoiler. Bad news. This week, we saw Royce Lewis hit the IL. So, He's been one of their clutch bats, one of their best hitters. They're hoping, they're looking for him to be back for the playoffs. Look, the Twins are not playing for seeding. Their seeding is locked in. They are, despite a 4-2 and week, they're still four or five games out of that number two seed. It's probably not going to happen. So the seeding is pretty much set for them. They don't have anybody that's going to track them down. So just move forward, stay healthy as best you can. Ryan, Maeda, Ober, Lopez, Gray, line them up right for the playoffs. Get the twins in at number nine. Jumping from the number 13 spot to the eight spot in the power rankings are the Rangers, 87 and 68. Are we going to take the Rangers seriously again? They took two out of three from Boston, and then they swept the Mariners in a huge series. All eyes, all eyes of the baseball world We're keeping track of the Seattle and Texas series. And Texas showed up and they played good baseball. You had Adolis Garcia and Josh Young both return this week. That was great news. You had Jordan Montgomery on Saturday with another one. Seven innings, no runs. That's three straight starts of seven innings with one or no runs and five or fewer hits for Jordan Montgomery. He's been great. He's stepping up. They needed somebody to step up after losing Max Scherzer. Now you've got Jordan Montgomery in there. You're still waiting for Nate Aldi to really feel locked in. That didn't happen this week. Aldi started Tuesday and Sunday, didn't give you anything that would instill confidence in a postseason start for him. But and then, then you got to lean on that bullpen if he does struggle. But with the Rangers taking care of Seattle and taking care of Boston. This Rangers team is now in the number two seed spot for the playoffs, which means they get to watch the first round and not participate in the first round. That's huge. Rangers moving up three spots. Next up is the Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays go from eight to seven after a four and two week, getting two from the Yankees, two from the Rays. They're now two up from that third wildcard spot, looking pretty good To move forward, getting two out of three from the Rays, exercising the demons. That Tropicana Field, those games against the Rays down there always feel like a house of horrors. But the Blue Jays got the job done. And you could argue that there was a scenario to play out if it had been done right where the Jays could have swept the Rays. It was there for them. Didn't happen, but it was there. It was on the table. To go out there and have that kind of showing against a Rays team down in the trop, a Rays team that is playing for everything. Rays team trying to get out of the first round, trying to catch the Orioles to take the number one seed. The Rays could go from number four to number one by catching the Orioles. And the Blue Jays went in there and took two out of three. Almost all three of them. Good job by the Blue Jays this week. Good starts from Bassett. uh, Good starts from Gosman. Gosman with his fifth straight win. Good stuff from the Blue Jays. They might be dangerous. Might be. Let's see what happens this week, though, before we go crazy and call the Blue Jays dangerous. Speaking of dangerous, I think this team is going from seven to six. It's the Philadelphia Phillies sweeping a four-game set against the Mets, taking two out of three from Atlanta. So a six in one week, they're 87 and 69. Wheeler's looking good. Walker's looking good. Suarez looking good. Nola even looked good on Wednesday. Oh my God. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And speaking of looking good, Nicholas Castellanos over the last week, 9 for 24, 5 homers, 11 RBI. Stop pitching to the man. Castellanos with a great week, just a great week in general for the Phillies. And we're starting to get back to that, I don't know, team of destiny vibe with the Philadelphia Phillies. If there's a team that can play Atlanta tough, it's Philadelphia. If there's a team that Atlanta should be worried about, because I I don't, I, you, you might say, well, what about the Dodgers? They These two teams just played Atlanta, took three of them. I don't trust the Dodgers pitching in a series against Atlanta. I, I feel like this Philly team, just has something about it that if they go head-to-head against the Braves in the postseason, the Phillies would actually play the Braves tougher than the Dodgers would. Maybe it's because they're division rivals. They see each other more. They know more of the tendencies, whatever you want to call it. These two teams, Philly and Atlanta, could be lining up for a clash in the second round if things stay as they are, and that'll be interesting. Adding to that, is the fact that the Phillies may need to burn Wheeler and Nola in the first round to get to Atlanta. And then they wouldn't have Wheeler and Nola potentially until a game three. And that could set them back. But, They got to get there. It'll be be fun to watch. Uh, So I got the Phillies in at number six to play in great baseball, 87-69. and That top wildcard spot is basically theirs. In at number five, the Milwaukee Brewers, a four-and-three week. They got three of four at St. Louis. They only got one against Miami's. Miami played them tough. Peralta struggled on Sunday. Woodruff gave up a three-run homer to Berger in the first, and that was Pretty much all the damage they did off of him, but that was enough because Lazardo was tough on the other side. This Milwaukee team is one of those teams out there that they're not really playing for anything right now. They cannot improve their seed. Nobody's going to catch them. There's nobody behind them uh, adding adding any sense of urgency. So they just need to close the season strong. They're looking good, having Burns and Woodruff lined up for a... First round playoff matchup is really the objective now. Do whatever you can to make sure you have those two lined up 1-2 in the playoffs. Moving on, number four, it's the Rays. A 3-3 three and three week, a disappointing week for the Tampa Bay Rays. They got two out of three from the Angels, that's good, but then they dropped two out of three from the Blue Jays. Rays fans, you know what I'm talking about. You expected to probably sweep the Blue Jays because you guys... Pretty much own Toronto down there in the drop, but it did not happen. It was a fight to even get the one game. Now Tampa is two and a half behind Baltimore. Can they make that ground up this week and get out of that first round, go from four to one? That's what's at stake. It's a lot at stake for these Rays And I don't know if that's going to be something they can work out. They have to play the Blue Jays again to close out the week. And this time, it'll be in Rogers Center. So the Rays may have to settle for that number four seed. In our power rankings today, they have the number four spot. Moving on to number three, it's the Dodgers. Good week from LA this week. Took two out of three from the Tigers. Took three out of four from the Giants. Essentially burying the Giants this week. So a five and two week. Now 96 and 59. Probably looking at another 100-win season. They need four more wins, and they're in Colorado and in San Francisco to finish up the season. I feel like this is a at least a four-win week. You got some good stuff from Lance Lynn this week. Monday and Sunday, Lance Lynn gave you decent starts. On Monday, five innings, three runs. On Sunday, six innings, two runs. So, a good job by Lance Lynn. Again, competition is, again, not elite, the Tigers and the Giants. You had a good start from Kershaw on Saturday, went five, did not allow a run. Miller pitched well on Wednesday. I bring all these names up because that's probably the starting rotation that you're looking for as we are going through and looking at how they're going to line up for the postseason. They're going to get a bye. They're not going to have to play in the first round. They will be out there. In the second round, so they'll be able to line those three up. I'm sure Pepio will play into the mix as well. Maybe Sheehan, but for Lynn to be pitching well to close the year, some confidence-building games, for Kershaw to be pitching well, Miller giving you some good stuff. Again, pitched well on Wednesday. I think I think the Dodgers may be setting up for a good postseason run. 96-59, and 100 wins right around the corner. Moving on to the number two team, it is the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles are 97 and 59. They took two out of three from Houston. They split with Cleveland after Cleveland took the first two games. Now, the Orioles have received a tremendous shot in the arm, and we saw it on display twice this week. And it's John Means. Keep talking about how the Orioles, the pitching, that's going to be an area where I am concerned. Can Kyle Gibson, can the rookie Grayson Rodriguez, can Dean Kramer lead this team? We now add John Means into the equation. And John Means on Monday against the Astros, five innings, one run. On Saturday, took a no-hitter into the seventh against Cleveland. John Means is means so much to this team and their hopes at making a run in the postseason he's gonna step up and be big for them and he was this week again helping them snag two of their four wins this week the Orioles are in 97 and 59 at the number two spot and number one it's the Atlanta Braves 156 got that 100th win Sunday night. Spencer Strider got his 19th win. Strider probably not going to be your NL Cy Young but he could be a 20 game winner if he can win next time out. I think he would be lined up to go Friday potentially and then you ease off of him and get him lined up and you've got the first round by so you Aren't going to skip a start, even if everything's locked up, even if that one seed's locked up, because you have to keep him on some kind of track. Because again, you're going to get a few days off. You don't want him getting all messed up because his routine gets messed up. So you'll still see Strider this week. He'll be going for his 20th win. He'd look good on Tuesday. He'd look good on Sunday. The trouble is this with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Elder did not look good. You have free to the IL with a blister. You have Morton to the IL. Now, Morton, because of the timing of all of this, now will not be eligible even for the NLDS for that second round series because he will not be eligible to come off until after the Braves have to set their NLDS roster. So they won't have Morton for their first playoff round that they will be playing. So the Braves are now in a very interesting spot. They'll hopefully, they'll look to have Max Fried back, but blisters can linger. And that's something that could be awful. I don't want this Braves team having the entire weight of the franchise put on Spencer Strider's shoulder This was a team we talked about him a month ago. How good did it look with Elder and Strider and Freed and Morton? And now there's a ton of question marks on this Braves team. Spencer Strider can't go out there every day. Spencer Strider could go out there and win his days. But if you're going to have Max Freed dealing with a blister, he can't go. They got to go to the bullpen early. If you have Wright struggling, Elder struggling, all of a sudden, there's the formula for the season falling apart. Hopefully, The Braves can get this on track. Freed will be fine. Elder will be fine. Because listen, isn't there an element where we would like the best team through the 162 to be the World Series champion? Obviously, if you are a Baltimore fan, a Dodgers fan, a Rays fan, a Brewers fan, a Phillies fan, a Jays fan, you disagree with that. Braves fans, I'm sure you're with me. If you're a general observer, maybe you don't have a team in the postseason, maybe you agree with that maybe you're somebody that wants to see chaos you are a Braves hater I don't know but my feeling is this I kind of want unless it, unless my team has a chance to say otherwise, I want the team that has been the best team throughout the season to be the team that raises the trophy. At the end of the postseason tournament, the Braves, there's leaks in the ship right now, and they got to get that on track. That's our power rankings for the week that was here on september 25th i do appreciate you guys coming in and hanging out spending some time here with the podcast make sure to subscribe guys if you have not yet and turn those automatic downloads on rate and review if you haven't again help us grow the pod stay close because more content is coming to the podcast feed this week get some good interviews lined up some good content lined up as we again are closing out the regular season. We'll be saying goodbye to some teams. We'll be ushering new teams into the postseason. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for it. and I want you to be along for the ride when we're talking about it, breaking it down, and getting into it all. Guys, again, thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you next time.